This is Pink Noise. My guests today are Shane McCord and Mikey Powers of Sham. Sham just released a new album called Wildlife of North America, and it seems really well-timed with the arrival of spring, and I've been listening to the music a lot lately, and hearing this music, seeing things bloom, spending time outside, and uh, I'm just feeling optimistic, and I've been looking forward to talking to these guys, and I'm really glad to have them on the show because I loved hearing about their process of working together and they've been friends for a long time and I just kind of enjoyed being in their company for a little while. So I hope you enjoy it too and let's get into it. Mikey Powers. Mikey and I, um, we like grew up next to each other. And we both went back to our parents' house during COVID. Like I, I left Philly like second day because I was losing my mind in, in the in the freaking yeah, it was crazy. But and we and we were on tour actually at the beginning of COVID with Sham, and then the tour got cut in half, and we went back, and then like two days later I went to Maryland, and then we were in Maryland for two and a half months together, and. Um, I mean, we didn't record that whole time. We probably recorded for like three weeks in May, but we were like getting together and just playing guitars every day, which I think also like it kind of brought this new era of just having like tons of free time and being able to play like freely like that. Cause usually, you know, I mean, even now it's, it's this thing where we're both pretty busy. So it's like when we get together, it's like, oh, we have to do this and this and this, where then it was just cool to like have like tons of free time to be like, just play for hours every day, or like make a fire, play for hours, go on like a 30 mile bike ride, come back, play guitars. Yeah. <laughs> have dinner with our families you know, and not have to cook at all. <laughs> just like playing guitar. Yeah. And um, that, that like offered like a really cool thing. And I think that's like contributed to that second album, Wildlife in North America. Contributed to like, instead of just writing songs, kind of like making a goal of like what, would we really like write something and then dissect what we really liked about it and be like, Oh, let's like slow it down. Or like, instead of just like writing a song being like record it, you know, but, but really like taking the time in the writing process more. Yeah. Basically that's it. Just taking that, taking time in the writing process so that you can 
just pay attention to like what aspects you really want to push forward and what what is like well it's like move away from the more like poppy drum beats and more towards like a like a flow like it can speed up in tempo and slow down and move out of keys yeah i think that's a big thing about the second album is like definitely less restrained to like staying in a key which feels like musically a lot more evolved to me at least and um yeah i think like i mean this new album definitely like i'd say it sounds not similar to the second album in the way that it's like similar but it definitely sounds like the same band where i feel like the first album they could wear the sugar grows and, and wildlife in north america to me sound like almost a different band um and it, and it was like we needed to make Nick wear the sugar grows in order to like conceptualize a project which is now like taken form in like a really cool way and i think like through that we're like able to be like more creative with the with like the format format of it yeah when you were mentioning uh the band that that you were in is that sun club could you repeat that one more time sorry the phone is breaking oh um were were you both in sun club yeah yeah we were both in sun club Okay, awesome. I might have to play like a short clip of Sun Club because it's such a like exuberant um, sound. Yeah, that feels like it's just like a different totally life. different lifetime. Yeah, how long? I mean, we recorded that in 2014. It's like, yeah, we're like seven years away from that now, which is crazy. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we were both doing the same kind of like the the format of this band with like playing guitars and fleshing out songs is like actually kind of similar to Sun Club in the regard of that. The difference is like we were playing electric guitars and then we were then also like, I mean, it wasn't like we wrote all the songs. We just like come up with like initial little guitar licks and then like flesh it out with the band for that, for that project. We're, this is kind of, this project's different because it's just the two of us. So it's like, it's, yeah. yeah. And Shane, I thought I saw in uh, something that was written on Bandcamp that you lived in Boone. Is that Bo- uh, Boone, North Carolina? Oh, no, no, no. There was a, uh, there was an album. So there's a, a project called Blood. Which the recordings were me solo. There's like an album and an EP, um, but I named the album Boone. But that is it's not about the town Boone. It was like actually like the town we grew up in. The original name of it used to be Boone in Maryland, mm. but then also the street behind our recording space at the time in Baltimore was called Boone Street. So I called it Boone. Um, but actually now we both live in Asheville, North Carolina, so not too far away. Oh wow. Well, that helps me uh, formulate the question that I wanted to ask, um, <laughs> even though I was I had the f- the wrong premise. But I'm I'm talking to you from Charlottesville, Virginia, which is like not quite Appalachia, but the music really sounds Appalachian to me in many ways. And I wondered if you could talk about if it if you're influenced by 
your natural surroundings or how you're kind of incorporating natural themes into your music how that how did, how did that come to be um i i don't i'm just speaking for myself in this regard but like i listen to a lot of like gene Ritchie and bob seger and stuff and um i guess like in in adding harmonies and guitar parts and stuff like that is you know leaving like a rock band is that's that is the kind of genre of music that i really fell into solo when shane was gone and when shane was in germany so that kind of just has naturally developed into the songwriting and um when shane brings a song to me to write a part over it i i kind of like even sometimes think of some older folk tunes that i know how to play and like think of how the harmonies like work in those songs and yeah use that as inspiration for harmony so personally that feels like i i definitely have a huge appalachian music like influence in the way that i approach things also, I mean, the yeah, Asheville's a town, Asheville's a city, but within like 10 minutes and the first five months I was living down here, I lived like out in the country, but like, you know, and Mikey lives out in the country right now. And it's the kind of thing of like, you can leave, you leave town, you're pretty much immediately like in the countryside, which is super inspiring. And these, you know, the parkway, Blue Ridge Parkway and like all these amazing, crazy mountains and hikes and everything. It's, it's like, of course, this is like super inspirational in general. It's kind of like why at least like a big reason why I want to live in this area. So I think like, beyond the musical side of like the traditional Appalachian music, it's also like uh, just absorbing like the essence of this area of the country is huge. But that being said, it's like the music we have recorded is like before I I had moved here. And yeah, it's before either. Mikey had hung out here a, little bit, a bit more than me, but... Um, yeah, it wasn't like we were either of us attached to this area in any regard no yeah i mean also you know i I guess you know there's like irish scottish people or like a lot of the music's coming from their tradition and that's that's uh in the blood so (laughs) yeah i don't don't know uh i i I think these days i'm like really inspired by traditional music of other countries i feel like it's like like western africa and then like some south american countries have been like uh my main inspirations lately and i wonder yeah. if that's going to come through musically on this next album yeah for for me it's like definitely i just like love strings and i've just picked up um over the past like i don't know what it's been like a year or so i've picked up uh, violin and viola and cello and just like fell in love with all of them because of like hungarian folk music a lot of it is i just like love that and like welsh folk music has these like these like deep lush like string arrangements that i love and that's for as a personal goal that's just like what i want to contribute more to to this project is 
is like doing more of those like really folk sounding but like full string arrangements as well from those like older traditional European music from Hungary and Wales and stuff and whatnot. That's real interesting because I mean I think uh, I know I know the arrangements that you're describing in your own music and I think they're just so gorgeous and and I have a soft spot in my heart for the the sound of strings like uh, bowed strings as well so. Uh, that's exciting to hear you say that. Yeah, I've just been, that's like what mostly in music, what I want to contribute to like anything right now. It's just like, I love, love writing string arrangements so much. Shane, could you talk a little bit about how you write your lyrics and, you know, what what are you trying to say when you sat down to uh, put in pen to paper? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the lyrics are a huge element of this project for me. And like the last two years or last year and a half, really, I've, I've spent a lot of personal energy just like focusing on poetry and like really developing that side of my personal life. So it's been cool to apply it to this project. Um, There's different processes. I think for the second album, there'd be a lot of like, I'd write down phrases or words. I had this huge giant like sheet of paper on my wall in Philly of just like words and phrases that I loved, you know, and that was growing and that was really fun. And then I, you know, have endless notebooks of the same. And um, so I'd like, you know, kind of like collage together nice words to like kind of fit a narrative of sorts. Where nowadays it kind of is working differently where it feels more like it's almost like struck with inspiration and then like immediately I haven't written a poem in like a month or something and then I'll write like a poem I really like or, you know, you know something like that. That's kind of how it's been going lately. Um but I, I think it's all like very, they're all very present. The feelings are very present, especially when they're being written and um, trying to make it in a way that it's going to be like universally applicable even after the feeling and, and situation passes, which I think is like the hard, you know, the hard thing or, or trying to make it something that's like, I wouldn't say I try to make it relatable, but try to make it in a way that's like at least sort of relatable is a goal for me. But mainly just like, I mean, I think if you just like have nice sounding phonetics and nice like images, you can kind of get away with anything. I I just, I love Shane's lyrics. I think they're great. I'm very like uh, proud to be in a project where I get to like listen to the songs and be like, damn, like those are cool words. Like, and um, I feel very similar to like uh, Towns Van Zandt writes lyrics that are very, that feel when you listen to it, like you're listening or he, he's talking about somebody in your life, you know? Yeah. But it's it's vague enough that you can feel like it's um, really specific to your life. But then, I mean, it, it's vague enough that a lot of people can 
can feel attached to it, but specific enough that when you do feel attached to it, you can bring up like very specific moments in your life. And I think Shane writes lyrics that are like that too. And it's, Thanks, it's, it's a cool, <laughs> cool thing to be part of, you know. I was listening to Towns yesterday, actually, and there's that one, there's this one song, you might know the lyrics better than I, but it's like, you know, it's the last few lyrics of a song. He's like, he's talking about someone, he's like, I just need someone, you know, it's nice to have someone to talk about. Ah, fuck, I forget what song it is, but it, you know, um, it kind of like the, the nice thing, this thing, this thing, and the smell of the rain. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so good, dude. Oh, gosh. It's so good. I was uh, yeah, I mean, fuck, Towns Van Saint, he's so good. Oh, those lyrics, some of those lyrics are talk so about beautiful. Daydreams, that's yeah, it. talk about daydreams. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. In his ears about daydreams And roses and playthings And the sweetness of springtime and a sound of the rain. And, you know, in that other one. And I turn and I see her. In a dress made of moonlight. Teardrops like diamonds run slow down Fuck, so good. Yeah, I guess, yeah, there's been like a huge shift for me. Um, just personally in the last couple of years where like so much focus of my own life has been on words and like you know, thinking about words as this, like, you know, they're, like, powerful things that try to convey the unconveyable, I guess. You know, try to, try to like, express and communicate something that's, like, you know, I, I mean, words are just symbols. And it's, like, you know, they're, they're being symbols of, of, like, these greater feelings that aren't, you know, they're more than words. They're more than shapes. They're more than anything. They're kind of, like, you know... Yeah, they're like the ultimate thing or whatever. And yeah, you know, I just had Zen in the art of motorcycle maintenance. You know that he would he would call that quality. You know, it's like like you know the, these words are trying to express like what is prior to words in the human experience, which is like the concept of quality, or you know, Plato would say the good, or yeah, just just this experience of like direct experience and response to. And then being able to communicate it with people and understand that it's like a shared experience. Because when you're talking about anything, it's like you're not talking about the words themselves. I think, too, like moving to Germany and like learning some German and just thinking about things, you know, like the German world word, the German word for outer space is world room and things like that, where it's just like, oh, my God, like, you know, like that simple fact is like, completely shifts the way you think about what outer space is or maybe everything you know it's like and thinking about how how words are really radically change our perception of everything around us so it's cool to like be able to use them well Sense of being 
I was thinking while you were while you were talking about Towns Van Zant and um and that wordplay, like I was thinking about your song Turquoise Sense of Being and how it really sounds like in that song you're grabbing a hold of a moment and just like expanding that moment and being at peace and like and being present and mindful and just like you're really frozen in time, but then you have this line that says I forget, I can't remember the first part exactly, but it's something like wedding portraits morph into family portraits, something like that, where it's like in that one line, you're condensing almost an entire like generation or like a, or a, or a decade or more of time passing between two people and then a family growing. And I loved hearing you describe just uh, kind of using wordplay and, and trying to pack a lot of meaning into a, a short line. Uh, that's really wonderful to hear about. Oh, yeah, couples, couples, yeah. orphan to family yeah. portraits. Uh. Yeah, that one I really, I actually really like the words of that song too. I wrote it in this strange, I wrote it like a year, in October of 2019 over this one weekend where I went to Corey, who, Albert Bagman, I know you interviewed him. I went to like the, he his family has this like um, cabin in Deep Creek, Maryland in the mountains. And I went up there. I drove from Philly and met them. I was like going through this weird period of time of just like, why the hell did I decide to move back to the USA? Basically, you know, and then um, because after I left Germany, I did this like eight month road trip that like went through Mexico and all this stuff with this person who the second album's about who I like we we had a romantic relationship and then, you know, attempted to continue it when we were in different countries but um, that song Turquoise was like, you know, three months after that giant eight month trip that was like all through Mexico and stuff. We were living in the minivan ended, you know, and like just kind of like reflecting on all these beautiful times. Then I was like in Philly stressed about money and like working a ton. And, um, you know, it's a nostalgic time too of the year and it starts cooling down and like up in the mountains in October is pretty cold. So it's like this it was just this weekend of kind of like somberness of like, dang, what the hell just happened? Basically. Like that was such an amazing, weird chunk of life, you know, Germany into, you know, it's just like kind of like a very present chunk of life. Um, also part of me is like, was definitely looking for some grounding and rooting too. Yeah. I like that. I like that, that song a lot. I feel like it sort of like does encapsulate that feeling of having this beautiful, really amazing experience and then it being like really amazing to the point of like making everything afterwards really confusing because it's like wait what am i what am i doing like why am i not doing that you know um especially at the time like deciding to be in different places with that that partner and yeah it was just a really confusing time after that trip i mean and i mean like i think like it also this project and some other amazing things were birthed and now like don't have any regrets at all. So it like feels like there was like this underlying thing of like there was it did feel like there was purpose in in coming back to the US, but I was definitely in this point of doubting it. And um kind of just feeling like, oh, I'm just back and like everything's mundane and I'm like I don't know, I was kind of feeling down in a way. And um yeah, it was like about this like attempt to recreate this this feeling and experience experience during like a really magical point of life and then trying to recreate it afterwards, which like I think really in retrospect 
the recreation of like that genuine feeling was just like hanging out in my room alone in Philly because I hadn't had a bedroom in so long. And like that was like the romantic new experience at the time, you know? So I do think like the turquoise sense of being, speaking metaphorically, is like this thing that's like forever changing and sort of like it's important not to like grasp onto an idea of what it is because I think it's like as long as you're present it will like reveal itself in new ways that might at other times seem mundane but it's still like the thing that is magic and yeah yeah I like that song Jake our friend Jake made a video for it which is kind of like comical video but um I think it, it like captures the meaning of the song in like a different way where I finished this water bottle and, um, you know, and like, you know, apparently love the water in it. And then I just, the whole song is like me walking around looking, searching for like the picture on the water bottle label and, uh, <laughs> to find the, and the source of the water, just try to find the source of the water. And then like, and then I do, and then it ends. Yeah. So I, I think it's like such a great adaptation of the, the like meaning of the, the song. <laughs> that feeling of the earth where is that feeling of the dirt where is that feeling also that turquoise sense of being also that turquoise sense of being also that turquoise sense of being it sounds like you guys are pretty much ready to like hit the ground running when uh when life goes a little bit back to normal and you can play shows and do the normal kind of music thing yeah it'd be great too it's like such a mystery also like what the world's gonna look like um you know but it's funny to be in this music project too because it feels like with sun club you know like seven six years ago it was like it did feel like we were in some kind of loop about like the current happenings but now it's like yeah i have no idea like i don't have internet at my house at all you know so i feel so out of touch and kind of like being out of touch, but it's like, uh, it's been confusing to like, I don't really know the process of getting back involved with music or the, you know, the, the happenings or whatever. And that's why like, you know, the main priority of this is just to make the music. And that's cool. Cause I think, I, I think music is so magical and, and fun when it's a part of life. Um, more than just like, at home in this bedroom, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's so amazing to record. I love it so much, but it definitely would be cool to have like some external involvement of sorts. I know what you mean, but I think, you know, if there's anything I feel like I could, that I've learned over the years, it's that if you're putting more time into creating music than you are into like promoting it online, then that's a good thing. Uh, one thing I can definitely say looking back on my time as a musician is that like we spent so much time not doing music, you know, we'd play, if we were on tour, we'd play one show a day and that was the only time we were like playing music. And And it's the songs Uh, that you've already written, you know? So it's like, 
it's it's just a lot of yeah I, I definitely relate to that feeling i definitely relate relate to that feeling we talk about that how at the sun club we played like yeah 20 minute sets or something you know we do <laughs> tour around and play 20 minutes of music a day for a month and a half you know and um yeah it's and we had like you know one set of song we were talking about that the other day how it's like we'd have like just enough songs to play a show basically and 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 then just how different it is now where we're like dang we have three albums now when we, when we play shows so like which songs kind of like greatest hits at this point you know which is cool <laughs> so it is like it's cool to have it be redirected towards more about music because i mean that's that's really the goal and it feels like there there has been like at least like for me personally like a lot more of like a a, a switch in the last years to having the goal with pursuing something musical, it's like about like just having more opportunities to make albums and stuff. Um, and thanks to unemployment, now we have a reel to reel recorder. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't need a record label as long as these COVID's going on. <laughs> wow. Well, that's amazing. Um, and yeah, I'm so glad that you're so open to sharing. Um, you know, your process and your inspirations and your history and all that. So uh, is there anything important or vital or hilarious that you want to get off your chest while we're still rolling? Um, I think we are doing a couple like album release shows, double album release shows for both albums. Um, and I mean, I don't, yeah, in, in Asheville and then in Nashville. Um, outside. Outside. May 20th outside show in Asheville at Fleet Woods. And then um, I think either the 21st or 22nd we'll play in Nashville somewhere outside. It's like un- unclear where yet, but it seems like that'll happen too. And they're go- they're going to be album album release shows, which is going to be really enjoyable. And it'll be like a five piece band with, with both of our partners <laughs> And and then our friend Jay in the band, <laughs> Jay. and um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But like, still really freaking stoked on this album we just released, Wildlife in North America, and uh, you know, have no idea like how to convey that without like it being mistook for uh, ego driven promotion, you know. It doesn't feel, it really feels like this genuine, like, I like, you know, I'd love to show this to you, people. I like it. Not in a way, it doesn't have to be about me at all. Just like, it's just like, I I wish to show it because it's exciting. But uh, yeah, you know, to the listeners out there, if you want to (laughs) listen, it's it's online. And there's tapes of it, which I think is a really nice format for this album. Thanks, know, thanks, man. Your new albums, and um, yeah, we'll try and we'll try and get people listening to the albums that are out. Thanks for interviewing us. I actually got to run, dude. I've been waiting for this phone call all day from unemployment, and they're finally calling. <laughs> Great. Good luck, dude. Thanks so much, Jeff. Good, good to meet You're you welcome. on this phone call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See ya. Hello.